Freaks, welcome back to the Two-Ton Nerdcast. Everything nerdy is on the table, and we're going to talk about whatever the fuck we want. Uh, my guest today, the old man of Nerdcore, Nerdcore's dad, as it were, the uh, venerable Beaker Sullivan. How are you, sir? I'm good. Though I'm, I'm not that old. Um, I don't know how I got this <laughs> reputation for being old. I'm exceptionally young. You're actually younger than me. In my mid to late teens, um, I feel like I represent the Zoomers very well. Yep, yep, yep. Is that really my uh, my wife's cat just walked in here? Do you hear this fucking thing? I, I do, yeah. This cat, no shit, is 41 years old. <laughs> she she won't die. It's a Siamese wow. cat that's meowed like this since the day I met her. Like, I'm pretty sure this cat was alive back when they were worshipped as gods in Egypt, and this attitude just carries over from now. That. She just now she's just mad. Like, nobody's worshipping me anymore. This isn't right. All I gotta do is look at her. <laughs> I mean, the, the, pod, the podcast can't see, right? But we're on a Zoom call. We're on camera. I, I'm right. not, not doing anything but looking at this damn cat. She's like five feet away. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's that Siamese mouth, man. Every Siamese I've ever known has just been a mouthy, mouthy cat. I'm gonna it, I can get her to uh, leave. All right, I did a good job. <laughs> Nicely done, eat, sir. Yeet the cat. So, uh, what's going on, man? How's uh, how's Houston treating you? Uh, Houston's excellent. Really great city. Yeah? You know, the weather's a little bit harsh, but uh, I love Texas, and Houston is one giant slab of Texas. That is the uh, truth. Lot, tons of people, friendly, forward-thinking. Yeah? You know, progressive in all the right neighborhoods, regressive in some of the other neighborhoods, but it's yeah. like everywhere else. It is Texas, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> So you've got uh, you got Johnny Hackney down there. Who else is floating around Houston these days? Uh, Jesus Garza and the uh, Space City Nerds crew are all nice. down here. Uh, Josh Crow. Oh course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down in down in Houston, and we're super close. Uh, like I, I'll claim Galveston and everything else, right? So we've got Greg Ayers, and mm-hmm. when he's doing his music thing with uh, Oni Khan. Mm. So yeah, South, South Texas is hopping. I'm not even taking San Antonio into consideration. Richie Branson, GOT. Oh yeah, shit. Now he's out in what California now, right? Oh, he's back in Texas. Uh, is Richie he? Okay. is around. He, he's a uh, coast to coast with butter and toast, but uh, I have it on good authority. Richie does what Richie wants to do, man. That is absolutely right. I think I wish we were all there. <laughs> so, uh, for the people that don't know, Beaker, you are one half of Crayon Droids, which technically, technically a third of Crayon Droids, a third of Crayon Droids. Okay, so it's yeah. uh, it's you, it's DJ Robo Rob. And uh, Pixel Seed. If you're fans of MacFest, right. then you'll know Pixel Seed. He's a visualist. His instrument is visuals, and uh, he does all of our live shows with us now. So nice. He's in the band. Yeah. Now, he's the guy that did the visuals for the last VPC. Is that correct? Yeah, he did. He volunteered his time to make us those video cuts for use in, uh, I believe that was like the round three or four challenge. Super right. fun one. That was a fun one. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't think I've actually made any any original music since VPC. I've been doing a lot of engineering and a lot of like recording session stuff, but uh, I haven't even plugged in my sampler in probably six months. Yeah. It's uh, there seems to be two extremes during COVID, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, highly productive, like where did this energy come from folks? And then the hardly productive can't muster up the creative juices, right? Cause quarantine is a beat down, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the other side of the coin from you. I've I've been doing a lot of work. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, tomorrow, Cranjurids has got a show 
it, we're we're playing on a future base virtual show with a That's few other awesome. folks from Tiny Waves. Yeah, it's it's going to be a big fucking deal, and uh, we're debuting twenty minutes of brand new music that Sweet. no one's ever heard tomorrow. Yeah, dude, make sure you hit me with a link. I don't want to miss that. I will definitely do it. And if anybody follows Crandroids, like on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, we've mentioned it. Um, everybody that knows us knows I am horrible at uh, branding <laughs> and publication and stuff. Uh, our last two albums, I released track by track on SoundCloud over the course of a weekend. Right. Like I, nice. we don't plan. We don't plan blockbusters, sell all the music type events. But uh, <laughs> this is it's definitely going to be fun. And we actually curated this list. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to be performing it live. So there will be a lot of uh, variants and a lot of, you know, the, the anomalies that make a live show fun, particularly with dance music and stuff. Absolutely. Uh, but this is this is curated for the speedrunners. So like boot up Doom 2016, uh, <laughs> get your friends together for a full contact mm -hmm. game of Among Us. Like literally get your friends into traffic to this. L let us be your soundtrack because it's it's super aggressive and fast. It's very Crandroids. It's going to be love fun. It. Love it. Love it. Love it. And w now, when is that again? Uh, that is tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Yep, okay. tomorrow evening. So, uh, and that's like the perfect time, in my opinion. If you're sitting around gaming on a Saturday night, we're going to carry you to the Pentas. Shit, yeah. This might actually be out before then, so. Hopefully oh, that would can, be red. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, we can plug that show and get you guys some, a uh, little more traffic. You know, my five listeners are, are always looking for shit to do. Well, I expect all five of them to show up and uh, drop some hype in chat. I mean, like that's what you say, right? I I don't really stream, but everybody has become a streamer now, and I, <laughs> I've been talking like a streamer in real life interactions. It's it's no good. That's great. Uh, so the, let me let me turn the tables on you here. This is like a, an episode of Hot Ones, right? Because yeah. I think two, I think Two Ton Twenty One is an interesting cat. How have you been, man? Like uh, COVID hit just in time to undo Two Ton Con. That was a heartbreak oh, for everybody. Yeah, that was a rough one. What are your plans? How are you bouncing back? Give us the behind-the-scenes story at Two-Ton headquarters. Well, creatively during this whole COVID nonsense, I've, I've been doing a lot. I haven't really been doing, like, uh, music production, but uh, I'm working on a lot of D&D &D stuff. Just finished writing a new, a new quest last night that uh, I'm now making maps for and... Uh, Doing kind of kind of putting together an online D and D group where you know we're gonna have the background music and the the special effects and all that stuff. We're using the the roll twenty uh, system, which is very nice. Yeah, I had never heard of until about a week ago, and uh, our mutual friend Dylan Walker kind of pointed me in that direction. Said, uh, you know, if, if you're gonna do this shit online, you need to look into roll twenty because I was I was looking at World Anvil. Which uh, I do have a World Anvil account, and I use that for all my world building and stuff. And you can also use there's a they call it the storyteller screen, so you can just you can DM right from uh, from the World Anvil UI. But it doesn't do a a tenth of what Roll Twenty does. Yeah, Roll Twenty is great, and you don't have to be some like graphic designer no. to get the most out of it as a service, which is huge. Yeah, no, for all my for all my maps and graphics and stuff, I'm using like online generators, and I mean, I, when it comes to visual art, I don't have a, a visual artistic bone in my body. We can't we can't all be X, right? Right. Like if if anybody needs art, X did it throw him out there is like absolute awesome axe is the man uh he did actually the logo for this podcast he did all of the logo and flyer work for the unfortunate two-ton con 
which uh, Two Ton Con's not dead. It's coming back. We need we need a big nerdcore festival, and we need to do it in Denver. Trandroids is committed. Uh, we will shut. Trandroids is committed. We will shut that shit down. Um, oh yeah, you guys are there. Absolutely, we'll, we'll absolutely be there. And uh, for anybody listening that wants to go, um, you may have heard, and I'll reiterate it because I'll absolutely fucking do it. Uh, we take what we get paid for shows and buy drinks for everybody during our set. So mm-hmm. there will be like shot runs. Yep. And, and no pressure, right? Because I get it. And we're trying to normalize sobriety as an acceptable way to have fun in social situations. And we, we totally support that. But also, uh, fuck you. We're doing shots with everybody in the bar. Now, speaking of shots in the bar, Beaker, I've known you for a few years now. Yes, we've we've met in person on multiple occasions and we have yet to do a car bomb face off. You and me, we tried and the bar we were in said we don't do car bombs. They wouldn't let us do it. They wouldn't let us do it. They had everything they needed. They just wouldn't let us race car bombs. And I I thought that was unfair. Pretty lame. Fucking Trump's America, man. Yeah. And this was uh, and this was in Texas. Like. I don't want to. I don't want to remember that it was in Texas. Yeah, that, I make that same noise. It, it wasn't my Texas, by God. But to, no, we'll make that happen. If anybody doesn't know, a car bomb, an Irish car bomb, is a pint of Guinness, and mm-hmm. into it you drop a very nice blend of Bailey's and Irish whiskey. So good, it hits. Tastes like a chocolate milk. But my yeah, running does. average is still under two seconds. Uh, I drink that whole thing in two gulps, mm-hmm. and no one has ever beaten me in a race. I think I could give you a run for your money, my friend. I'm I'm ready. I've heard that a lot, and I'm ready to put that to the test. It's uh, it's gonna happen. I'm telling you, we're gonna the next time we're in the same place. I don't I don't care if we have to go into a liquor store and buy two pint glasses. I, and I'll some absolutely Guinness. make sure. I will make sure we have what we need. This this will happen, and uh, you know one's not gonna cut it. So like best three out of five, like minimum, I think is what we need uh, to shoot for here. Yeah, I could do. I could beat you three in a row, real quick. No problem. Um, you know the the videos South by Southwest. Crandrids has played a lot of really big festivals and shows, mm-hmm. and we're very grateful for that. We love getting around. Uh, South by Southwest is always an incredible party, and there were videos of that. It turned into like a four day event. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a literal diary out there of just at, round after round after round, and I feel bad sometimes. Right, because not only in this beat game and in this dubstep game, but also in this car bomb drinking game and handsomeness, like uh, also also modesty, which I'm sure everybody. You're a very can humble person, and I appreciate that. It's 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 refreshing. Yeah, humility is by far my best quality. It's, it's a lot of narcissists in this business, and you you're you're setting a new stage for all of them, Beaker. It it fits with, the, and you know, I said I was bad at branding, but I'm really not. Right, uh, Crandroids is uncomfortable by design that's the aesthetic it's mm-hmm. intentional and uh, it's bled into our personalities I, for everybody that was friends with robo rob you know like 20 years ago i'm sorry mm-hmm. he's not the boy you remember <laughs> <laughs> and for seriously anybody that's listening to this if you ever have the opportunity to go and see crandroids play i don't care if you have to travel it's worth it it'll be one of the one of the best times you've ever spent in a music venue i promise you Crandroids never disappoints. Never, we have a lot of fun. We get we get sweaty. We like we like to rock and roll. Uh, bring your magic deck. Uh, make sure you bring your Pokemon Go ready mm-hmm. uh, phone because I'll I'll trade you shinies. We will we'll do nerdy shit all day long. It'll be super fun. That's what I'm talking uh, about. But you know, most of all, bring your dance and shoes. That's right. Because we like to get down. Um, and you know, nerdcore in general. I'm not sure. Uh, like 
I'm not sure how to gauge nerdcore audiences anymore because they've splintered like significantly. You know, there's the mag group, there's the mm-hmm. YouTube group, there's the Facebook group. If you if you enjoy spectacles like Wreck the System, mm-hmm. if you enjoy spectacles like Front when he's playing with his whole band, um, mm-hmm. it's we've kind of taken it in this full experience direction. Uh, you can play our levels for Beat Saber, and hopefully by 2022, we're going to be deploying a full VR concert experience. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, Avatar-driven, nothing too crazy, but mm-hmm. uh, like a, a fully immersible, immersible VR experience for concert going is on the docket as well. So hopefully we'll have some more fun shit to do in the future. That would be amazing. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big VR guy. I, I enjoy my, my Oculus Rift very much, and... Uh, you know, I've always I've always thought, you know, why if I can buy a ticket to a concert, why can't I buy a ticket to a virtual concert? You know, stick a couple 360 cameras up in that venue. It's super easy to do um, yeah. in a virtual space. Like some of the things we've already got done that look really great. Uh, my favorite thing, I'm spo- I'll get in trouble for mentioning it, right? I'm spoiling the surprise, but we have <laughs> a virtual brick wall and spray paint. So, oh, with, uh, wow. With the appropriate controls, you'd be able to grab a can and add a tag that won't leave the environment. So you could like, you know, put you were here, write a note or whatever in the wall mm-hmm. will procedurally grow as we run out of target space. So tagging should be available for anybody that comes and goes. And I think that's just a super cool implementation, you know, of mm-hmm. uh, what's capable in a VR space. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, I can't cool. wait to see that shit. That's dope. So uh, you are a married man. You are the father of two of the most adorable boys I've ever seen. How's the fam? The fam's doing good, man. And those kids, absolutely ridiculous. Some of the youngest uh, concert goers I've ever encountered. Mm-hmm. The the boys still love uh, any kind of social activity they can get to. I'm sure they would just die for a concert. But we've been super serious with uh, COVID. The house is on very strict lockdown still. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's worked. Nobody's gotten sick yet. And, uh, you know, we're thriving. I, I think remote schooling. Um, yeah, COVID was a bad thing, but this is giving us a taste of what the true future actually looks like. But on-demand, customizable education that you can support remotely, I, I think will never change. Um, even in advanced, like I'm a college professor, uh, my classes will never be in person again, ever. I'm, yeah. I'm never going back to a lecture hall, and I don't see why you should have to. Um, yeah, the same I feel thing the same way about a bunch, of, a bunch of the job market as well. Like, especially for those of us who are kind of in the information sphere. There's no, there's no reason to waste your gas, put mileage on your car, spend that hour to two hours a day sitting in traffic, listening to NPR, when you can just get up in the morning, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and sit down and get to work. And get to work. This is, yeah, so- this is, we live in the future, goddammit. What, what the fuck do you need 40 people sitting in a quiet office for? The question people are asking now is why pay for the brick and mortar space? Like my right. day job is with a super massive company and we're mostly remote because we're consultants, but mm-hmm. we're, we're now running into the smarter buildings and COVID readiness, preparation, innovation, shit like that, which always begs the question, if you're, if you're hitting margins and performing to expectations, is it worth spending a hundred grand a month on this giant right. building? Exactly. And filling it with standard, you know, standard software as companies migrate to cloud-based uh, enterprises, particularly for business operations, why do you need to have a fucking data center in your basement? It's like we're we're seeing it happen and we're watching it happen in real time. Uh, yeah. I hope COVID ends as soon as possible, but I think we'll see a real reluctance to get back to the you know quote unquote business as usual. That status quo mm-hmm. shit's over. 
Oh yeah. We've gotten it, gotten a taste of what it can be. And you know, it's funny because of the COVID thing, I lost an amazing job back in May, middle of May, uh, like 25% of the company got laid off. Heartbreaking. Loved, loved my crew, loved working there. They just, you know, customers weren't selling because of COVID. And if the customers aren't selling, they're not paying us to, to develop anything for them. So, you know, big layoffs. And, and I've been doing a lot of interviewing, of course, uh, over the last few months. And it seems like the, the common thing I'm seeing is, well, we're all working remote now, but as soon as this COVID stuff's over, you're going to have to start coming to the office. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense that I finally, I, I think I have a job. If, if the company that, that I interviewed with uh, lands the contract, then I have a job basically is what it is. I, I, I'm going to be working for another third party developer, which is what I like. I like to work for small developers. They won't know for another week or so, but, but, but in the interview process, you know, I, I kind of asked about that. I was like, so are you guys like full-time remote or is there like, are, you know, are you planning to get back to the office? And they said, well, during this COVID nonsense back in June, our lease expired. And we just didn't see the need to continue paying it. So we're remote from now on. And that's that. Nice. See that that's innovative thinking. Yep. And uh, I, like, I think what you're experiencing is actually going to become true in our specific marketplace for IT. Like mm-hmm. IT professionals are typically pretty siloed creatures. Anyway, you develop a specialization and become an, an SME in your, in your target. Right. Right. Uh, the gig economy has really taken a new form in the post COVID-19 employment era because like just like the situation you're in right it was a collective looking and finding of individuals that can contract into a gig type space for much Mm -hmm. more than you would expect to pay you know like artistic creative endeavors or whatever right it's 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 going to become the standard for temporary staffing uh for our industry and we'll we'll see companies like the company i work for whose name i won't drop right but we have a very large delivery arm and that'll start to fall off because the premium prices for organized delivery units will not be as beneficial as they were before. Now that everybody's focused on being remote, bring your gig contractors in, vet them, give them their perms and get them out. Right. You don't have the overhead. We're not paying for a, I don't mean to throw a low blow at you, right? But we're not paying for insurance or other premium right. costs. That, that's not a requirement in the business world. And as shitty as capitalism is, we have to expect businesses to think that way. And yeah. I just took your podcast in a weird fucking direction. Uh, <laughs> and I, I apologize. Dungeons and Dragons, though. Um, <laughs> Dude, don't I'm worry about it. My last trade. episode my last episode was uh, all about model horses and podcasting with my wife. Nice. So uh, this, we expect this show to go in strange directions. That's kind of why it exists. Like I said, everything nerdy is on the table. And if IT isn't nerdy, then we're both in the wrong business. We are absolutely in the wrong business. <laughs> but yeah, D&D. So what, what system are you playing? I'm playing Rogue Trader. Okay. I've, I'm actually running two, two different campaigns. Rogue Trader, we just got into uh, Press B, Rafe Haddock's, uh Awesome guy. Great nerdcore artist. I love uh, Rafe. And Such as a it good turns guy. out, he's an exceptionally gifted DM, a great storyteller. This does not surprise me. This does not surprise me. Rafe's that guy, you know? Yeah, he is absolutely that guy. So it's it's a lot of fun to play in his campaign for RT. Uh, and we are colleagues, I guess our partners, we're, we're playing together in a Vampire the Masquerade Exalted campaign. Is which, that, uh, is Shubs running that? Uh, no, this, this okay. is with a, a pretty small group. Rafe and I are the only two nerdcore artists in that group. The rest uh, are fans. Gotcha. But, uh, 
it, it's super fun. Shitloads of dice uh, and mm-hmm. no vampires for a vampire the masquerade campaign, which is awkwarding. Like I named my dude uh, Stoneheart's veins bane because I thought I was going to be a fucking vampire, and they don't even exist in this universe. So, oh wow, okay, yeah, that's that's worked out well for me. I get made fun of a lot by NPCs. <laughs> but the, the fucking the only emo you know solar god walking around three planes of existence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. So that's how that went. Yeah. I, uh, let's see, lately we've been, uh, I've been developing in 5e, uh, I haven't used 5e before, so it's been a bit of a learning curve, I'm more used to, like, 3.5. 3.5, yeah, 3.5 yeah. is the classic. Uh, there's, it seems like there's a lot more, ha huh, I don't know, hand-holding, I guess, in, in 5e, like, it's not enough work, or not as much work for the, for the DM, which, honestly, as the DM, I kind of appreciate. If, so. if you... If you got introduced to Dungeons and Dragons playing video game adaptations and you're used to a lot of micromanagement, then five is for you. And yeah. that's great. You know, whatever. Um, I like the flexibility in three, five. Oh, same. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I found it easier to tinker with like physics in three, five. If you wanted to create a, you know, an anti-gravity. Tinker with anything. Or, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You absolutely. thought rule hounds were rough to have in a game in 3.5, dude. Try rule hounds in five. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, no, it's mm, it's worse than it's worse than Pathfinder. That doesn't matter. What about Pokemon though? Holy shit! Like, uh, let's take it in another completely absurd direction. Already. I love Sword and Shield, and I'm sick of people bitching about it. And quit bitching about the goddamn national decks. You know it's coming. Of course, they weren't going to do it immediately because Nintendo, like everybody else, has decided to put their thumb up your butt mm-hmm. for DLC prices. Exactly. Uh, we get. We get Dragonite with the second $30 investment that you had to make in a DLC. Of course, they're going to slow play this, but give me a oh, break. Yeah. It's on the Switch. It's on your TV. This will be the title we run for at least four or five uh, video game championships. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. The VGC is going to be built around the Sword Shield mechanic. I love the changes they made to moves. Uh, I even like Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing. Uh, Cinderace, uh, Libero Cinderace is an unfortunate thing they did. But every gen has its unfortunately overpowered Pokemon, mm-hmm. right? And like, you shouldn't give a fire type with a G Max move and really great stats any kind of flying moves. Like, I, I'm so mad. I, I, I hate Liberace, and that's what I call him, Libero Cinderace. <laughs> I hate Liberace, and I, I don't like playing him. I hate it when I connect to a game and somebody's like, "Ha ha, first one in," and I'm like. Fuck, because nobody else plays the starters like uh, uh, Grassy Glide on Rillaboom was really, really nice uh, if you had Terrain Extender and you could pull off a doubles. But in mm-hmm. general, you, you can't stop Liberace in single 6v6. You just can't. He's a goddamn freight train. And there we go. So what else can what else <laughs> we got? I'm going to have to take your word on all that. I know. I know. When it comes to Pokemon, I know who Pikachu is. And that's about it. <laughs> I knew instantly when you called it Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I knew right as then opposed and there. to and that's okay. Pokemon. Yeah, I'll hold it. I'll hold it down on the Pokemon side. Yeah, no, that's that's it. I'm our sworn defender. You know, I I think back in the day I picked the wrong team. Like there was there was Pokemon and there was Digimon, and I was a big Digimon fan. And where has that gotten me? Nowhere. Nowhere. See, that's I, where. I, I heard everybody that liked Digimon over Pokemon back when it first came out is like depressed now. It's so true. Congratulations. It's yeah, true. It. Like, like a whole generation of entertainment just left us behind and, you know. Definitely had the more banger intro song, though. 
Like, I can immediately remember that base of Digimon, Digital Monsters, Digimon, are the Champions. Boom, boom. I fucking love that line. So when are we going to get a Crandroids remix of the Digimon theme song? Because Dude. I feel like this is something the world needs. So let's let's talk about Crandroids and Roborock for just a second. When you get on the Billboard charts more than once, mm-hmm. and when you compose the full audioscape for a handful of successful video games, mm-hmm. and you release the largest grossing Cuphead remix album that hit the market. You t- like Robo Rob's got himself a swollen head, and now all of the good <laughs> ideas that I come up with, he's he has no problem telling me no nowadays. Um, I, and I can push for it, but like there's, I think there's a distinct difference. Um, if you're a fan of Robo Rob and you're or you're a fan of mine, which is unlikely because I don't have a lot of like solo <laughs> fans, right? Our, our sounds are distinctly different. And when we collide in Crandroids, it creates this cacophony of it, a lot of it sounds like madness. Um, it's, it's not grindcore or anything. There's structure to it and it's harmonically delivered, but at the same time, there's a lot of chaos and it, it's an organized chaos. It is an organized chaos. It's, it's like the symphony of destruction. Right. And I, I can't achieve that on my own. And, it, I don't think, you know, Rob can't achieve it on his own. It's something that there has to be a meeting of the minds. Um, mm. The stuff we did on Queen and the work we're doing now on a few Madonna songs. Oh, God. Like, yeah, there's a dawning moment between us where we both have the same thoughts and we ride that sine wave together for a few minutes. That's when we know nice. we've got a winner. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, let's see. We're at uh, 26. I try to keep these around 30. So Yeah, uh, and I was super late. So thank you for, for running along with me. And thanks for oh, no worries, everybody. Yeah, two, absolutely. Two Ton Podcast is badass. And uh, <laughs> like, let's get together for Two Ton Con. Denver, we're going to burn it to the ground. Oh, it's uh, going to happen, man. It's, it's the second we can do it safely, I'm setting that shit back up. We're getting front back in. We're getting ran back in. You know, we got all the local crew, Celine, Hobbs, Felix Fast Forward. If you, man, listen, if you haven't heard of Felix Fast Forward. Oh, I know Felix. All right. Is and and this goes for everybody listening to. Uh, we're gonna have Felix on the show in a couple weeks, and uh, the guy is just he's he is music. He's like a he's like a musical savant. Being in a room with Felix lets you know what what it was like to be Salieri. Period. That's all there's to it. I always like looking at somebody that's talented and being like, oh, that that's what talent's like. Yeah, that's what it's like to be a naturally gifted musician. I get it now. Oh, how nice. Well, Beaker, I want to thank you, man. It's uh, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. I feel like uh, we don't get to, to talk enough. It's it's lovely that your your family's doing well down there in Houston. I wish you guys all the best. Thank you. And to yours, uh, you and yours as well. Uh, I appreciate coming on the show. Uh, don't forget, Black Lives Matter and uh, fuck J.K. Rowling and rip R- RBG. Rip oh, yeah. Ginsburg. Respect. I heard I heard about Ruth Bader Ginsburg about five minutes before we rolled tape. It's not good news. No, it's super shitty news. Uh, we'll see what Mitch McConnell does. You know, I remember four years ago, 
when the same thing happened right as Obama was leaving. And Mitch McConnell said, the Americans deserve a voice. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not going to approve or process any of these nominations. Let the Americans choose. Yeah. So let's see what you do now, you skinny, scarecrow-looking fucking bitch. I swear to God, I take shits bigger than Mitch McConnell. <laughs> I would kick He's, that old man in the dick so hard it breaks his shoulder blades. He I is the hate that worst guy. person on the planet. I'm I'm and. And am I right in in my feeling that Mitch McConnell has the single most punchable face in Washington? Dude, one of them. And he's like top three for sure. Like, I just want to slap that droopy dog face of his and see how long his jowls flop. Dude, slap him right into cardiac arrest. He's like a fucking, (laughs) he's a a walking mummy. And you know that motherfucker has a family, right? Like, and I'm an adult now. I've got Mm -hmm. kids of my own. If my dad was Mitch McConnell, oh God, he would never meet his grandkids. Nope. Like it, it would be one of those. Nah, dude, your grandpa drank the Kool Aid too hard, and this is an example of what we don't do as we get older. That's right. It's absolutely right. Uh, <sighs> but my grandpa was a dentist, so I don't got to fucking worry about it. <laughs> See, and that's that's the definition of privilege. That's it. I, I hit it. I, I, we were making jokes and I made it serious again. <laughs> Sorry, it's good to end on a serious note. Give the people something to think about. Chew on that fat, listeners. All right. What would you do if Mitch McConnell was your grandpa? And I don't want to, like, okay, maybe one fanfic. Axe, you've listened to this show. If you can produce for me an, a visual representation of myself, like, let's keep it generic, right? Mm-hmm. Make it me traveling in time to fuck up my grandpa Mitch McConnell and I mean like make it <laughs> angry and sexual like you know that's what we want to deliver is an angry sexual vengeance beating on my grandfather Mitch McConnell like mushroom stamp him to death just go, yes, go yeah. to town with the with the dingus I, I'm thinking right like uh, maybe this will be the first person I ever teabag for real <laughs> and yep. that's a show thanks that's for tuning it. in everybody thanks for I've listening folks Sullivan. Uh, look up Crandroids, listen to their stuff, and uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch yeah. you next time. Thanks, Tuton. Thank you, man. Just been blessed with amazing steps. See the zoos get vexed when I ask who's next. Straight soul, my miss, could be crazy sex, and I get so stressed that I go see Rex. Think I sound obsessed, it's more complex. Everybody at me bloody works for Mr. X, and I feel so messed with these side effects. Well, flex, they forgot to fucking check my specs. Then panic set, hands hurt to sweat. Better send that text, leave no regrets. And cash those checks last meal Cause they never gonna see what's next Smash that cue with the one-two Will shoot master renew with the new hue Meal two make it and it go see through Too soon review my kung fu can kill you Backflip with a little magic Mixed with some madness Make your rocket into space Hey dude I don't wanna be cruel And how they love you When they don't recognize your face Light it fades When you start to wonder If the words that were written Had gone too far With the sword in your belly Time to turn off the telly Cause your body starts to melt Like a candy bar